this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Tonight on the American Princess After Show, we're covering two episodes. Amanda gets an intervention and the fair needs to raise some money. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. What's up, everybody? We are here for the American Princess After Show. As you can see, we are missing Queen Carla, but I'm Haley J. I'm going to help out tonight. And to my left, we've got Kelsey. What's up, everyone? And I'm Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Not to forget, we have Kelsey and Taylor with us. And we do have a lot of things going on, because like I said, we're covering episode five and six. So we have no time to waste here. But to the main points of what we're covering tonight were Amanda and her struggles between who she was in her past life to who she is now. She goes home and obviously has to deal with a few things there with intervention. The fair needs to raise some money, so they've got to figure out ways to be a little bit more modern and out of their old ways. And then we see this relationship between Juan Andreas and Brian. And we see them getting to know each other better, but that also leads to their demise. Hopefully not, but Before we get into that, we've also got our special segment coming up where we give you our medieval facts, and they're always interesting and things that I didn't know and I'm sure a lot of people don't know. So we like to learn about that, especially relating to the show. And then, of course, we've got some gossip news of what's going on with the characters in the show. But first, what do we think of our overall thoughts of these two episodes? What stood out to you guys? Um, I'm excited to talk about the two episodes. It's like when you watch them back to back, they kind of all go together. But it's fun to get like a double dose, um, which was kind of a surprise that we got two episodes this week. And there was lots of um, build, I think, in both of the episodes. So I like to see Maggie. Maggie's theme really in um, episode six where we see her kind of. Um, torn between values and change. I think that was huge. Um, also, we got to see a little bit of background from Amanda's home life and like what makes her who she is, where she's coming from, and how she's opening her family and friends' eyes to this new world. It was yeah. kind of a lot about change, I feel like, in this these two episodes. 
I agree. I really liked seeing Aaron come because I was not really expecting her sister to come, especially since we just got her friends there. So I was really excited that we keep introducing more and more people to this world and just seeing how they sort of like interact there because it's very like unpredictable about how they're going to kind of take it. So I really like seeing her there, and, and she I, took it a lot better than her fr- the friends did. Yeah, I was for really sure. surprised. That made me happy that she did. Me too. And then I really liked hearing more about Delilah too because I think she's such an interesting character. So we've gotten I think hints of her, but I like that we like really solidified kind of just how kind of crazy her upbringing was. And so I really liked her um, moments in episode five. Also, can we talk about how this show just pushes the limits and the boundaries of like what's on TV? I guess because they it's, got a little raunchy. Yeah, it gets more <laughs> we're talking more... about like what is this rated? Because we definitely saw, I think, uh, some things that stood out to me of this episode were the the whole O face and the O fantasy, the period party, even. Yeah, I mean, they are just pushing the boundaries. I think week after week. I know last week we had you know a funny guy in the background that we talked about, and then this week it's just becoming more direct about you know all of the things like sex period parties things. loving your body tell all me of that guys stuff. if you were thrown a period party would you be excited and leave comments too because i'm so curious if would you be excited or would you be mortified if you walked into a period party i think if it was like as big of a deal as they made it, I would have been a little mortified. But I think the idea of like celebrating womanhood is kind of sweet. Maybe that's just because I'm older now. I was going to say, know. I think now it'd be fun. Yeah. But I remember, you know, not to get too personal, but when it happened at the time, I was not trying to celebrate. I was like scared of like what my life was turning into. So yeah. I don't think I'd want, I feel like I'd be embarrassed even though it's a natural thing to have attention drawn to it. But also at that age, I feel like you don't want attention drawn to it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's new. You're like freaked out, maybe. I don't know. I might have been. And it's just like crampy, you know? You're yeah, going you through lots good. of hormones. Like, crampy. when I crampy, like, I just want to sit on the couch or lay in my bed and just like, you know, in the fetal position and be like, when is it over? When is it over? That's definitely my mood all the celebrate. time. But then there's an excuse for a while. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, there you but go. I, as much fun as our viewers are having with our period <laughs> talk, I'm sure we got to talk about Amanda's intervention. Okay. Honestly, I should have seen that coming at the dinner table, but I had no idea that was going to turn into that. So what do we think about Amanda and her struggles to constantly be proving her happiness. That's so sad that her family can't just let her. And I think it's because they don't understand what it is from the outside perspective. They really think it's a cult. I will say, though, I feel like it, up until this point, I feel like she has been doing it as sort of like a defiant thing. She's like, I don't want to be here anymore because I don't like you people. And I'm, she like almost was running away from her old life. And I feel like in this episode, when she was talking to her family and friends at the dinner table, she actually meant it. She's like, I belong there. I have a purpose there. I want to be there. And I felt like she was actually like strong in her beliefs and actually meant that this time. And I'm not sure she like 
fully was being honest when she said that the first couple episodes. I don't know if you guys like had the same I would agree with that. That's true. Yeah. Well, and I think it was, there was some good and bad to this intervention. Like you could get on board or not because they talked both about her just running away from everything and her reality. And they also talked about her alcoholism briefly. It's mm-hmm. it's so interesting what the show is doing because they like keep talking about her like kind of having a, a problem. Like this is the one subject I think that they tiptoe around. Like mm-hmm. everything else is full game on the table, but I feel like for her drinking, it's like, is it a problem or is it not a problem? Like we're all joking about it being a problem, but then is it like really? So I think that the intervention would have been really cool if maybe that would have solved her like drinking problem maybe i feel like that would have been really cool That's but a good point i wonder if we'll see yeah. more of that because it did seem these last two episodes it wasn't so much focused as we felt like it really was in the beginning mm-hmm. so i'm curious maybe it was just like a little joke of like oh having another glass it's been a rough week like here and there comments but i don't know i almost feel like i hope it's actually not a main issue because i feel like there's so many other storylines i want to see develop that I just don't need her to be an alcoholic right now. Right. And especially with her working around, like, as a server, like, around mm. beer and, like, drinking at the Ren Fair and everything. It just would be nice if it wasn't a problem, I guess. And Yeah. yeah can we not, producers, can we not have that be a problem, please? <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. What or do if it is, about, come back. What was that? Or if it is a problem that we'll see some sort of, like, development and her Circle back. dealing with it in, like, a healthy way or something or people helping her out like they have at the Ren Fair already. Yeah, because I think that something else, like, major has to happen that she... I don't think... I feel like she is fully into this Ren Fair, but I think that she's gonna have another, like, crisis of faith a, a little bit and, like, really have to choose choose at some point. Because I feel like we've had, like, these moments like, oh, she's like, oh, she has chosen, but I don't know. I feel like before we get to the end of the season, like, something else is gonna happen that's gonna make her really question things. Right. I don't know what it is. I just feel like Speaking it's Speaking of questioning things, Brett comes back into the picture, and he, I, oh, I don't, I hope that she sticks to her guns, but at the same time, they weren't just dating. They're about to get married. She still has to have feelings for this guy. So I know that she's upset with her mom, always trying to set her up, and obviously we see how manipulative her mom is and how much she's really not even trying to see her daughter happy. I think she's so caught up in this life of status and what other people think that she would put that before her daughter's happiness, and clearly she comes from struggles, so it makes sense that she's kind of projecting her own issues on her daughter now. But I think hopefully the sisters, Aaron, coming to visit, hopefully they'll come together and maybe this will help Amanda kind of have Aaron on her side to fight against her mom. I would like to see that happen, but what do we think about Brett trying to get back in the picture? you think we'll see more of him or that this is kind of just like his final attempt and... No, I think we'll see more. Yeah. He'll pop in, especially with the mom um, being on his side. I think that we'll see her still like trying to bring him into the picture, right? Yeah, and Amanda didn't necessarily shut the door completely. She was just like, oh, it's too soon for this. I don't really know. I'm very confused. So she's not... She, like, didn't say no to it ever being a possibility, and so I definitely think that's going to come back into play. Some of her expressions kind of made me feel like she was going to, like, let him back in Mm. the way she was... Well, maybe. I don't know. And then we did see more of his character before. I felt like he was just given the dumb excuses, and we saw him be a little bit more detailed in realizing what he did was wrong. But 
I don't know. I don't feel like he's the guy that's going to be in her future. So I hope we shut this one down. I feel like, yeah, the I feel like with the writing, it's steering us towards a different direction as far as her love story and her love life. But again, we haven't seen anything from their time together. Like it opens with her running away out of the wedding. So we don't really know their past or anything about him really except they're portraying him as a sleazy guy. When he was on the honeymoon, remember the other girl in the background? Like you kind, you kind of like forget that those moments happen. So it kind of leads you to believe that maybe it's not the first time he cheated or he's probably not gonna be the last. Yeah, or he's gonna do it again, or he probably did during the honeymoon. And how far do we think Amanda's mom's influence is? Do you think she's putting like any money into persuading him to talk to her again? Do we think she'd be that manipulative? Yes. She <laughs> faked an OD. And how how upset would you be if you're the one that gets cheated on and your mom is saying you ruined it and walked out? That would be like, I can't even imagine what I would do. I okay, I I well, I'm engaged, you know. So Woo-hoo. it's like I when I started watching this, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like I can never imagine something like this happening. Like this is, you know, a nightmare from you don't ever want to think about anything like that." And then just seeing her mom like not being supportive towards her At and being all. like <laughs> You know, let's take his side and let's, you should still get married. Let's plan another wedding. You're just like, what? Like, but then I do feel my mom's not like that. Better for her when I see this side conversation with David going on. And as much as they both want to push that to the side, the tension is there. You can see it between them. He's going to come to her rescue. So when he shows up, and I kind of thought we were going to see more of that. I thought we were going to see more of him learning about her life outside of the fair. And I love, it's almost like when you go to see a show in theater and then you see them in their real clothes afterwards. It's like exciting and you get to go from them. It's kind of cool to see the real people. I enjoy seeing them out of costume. So I thought this would be him exploring her world and getting to know her better. But we didn't see as much as that. As I thought we would. Mm-hmm. Did you guys think that was going to go anywhere else? I'm just ready for him to break up with his oh, me girlfriend. Too. I'm sorry, but... I, I mean, everything mm-hmm. we see about her is just they don't fit. They don't really spend much time. He doesn't care for her or text her like he does with Amanda. So, like, when is that going to happen? I thought that would have happened episodes ago. And when we saw him talking to her about keeping his options open, like that little exchange they had between each other, that was right? definitely there. It's a slow burn, though, and I kind of like that, especially because... How have they not drunk kissed yet? I, well, they... Yeah, I guess they haven't yet. I just remember the pilot episode, she sleeps at his house, but nothing happens. Right. But I think it makes sense, though, because, yes, like, Amanda's ex is, like, horrible and like there's like very few redeeming qualities about him but they did just sort of you know call it quits not that long ago so i kind of understand that that it has to like be taken a little bit slow as it because like or else it would just be sort of a rebound for her i think and i think she wants more than that if she's going to start a relationship with him that makes sense that's true are we surprised david's girlfriend doesn't seem a little bit more threatened by amanda I, I don't know how to read her. Like, I truly am just She's like, kind oh, of in her own world, her own little like, She's a free fantasy. spirit, you know? Very free spirit. Very she free. She doesn't seem to be at all bothered, which I guess is good, because we wouldn't want her, Amanda's right now in a feud with Queen Maggie, so we wouldn't want to add another female fight to this situation, but... I would think that I would pick up on those signals if my boyfriend was running to another girl's rescue. Yeah, gone all night. 
Where'd you go? I just feel like she's never quite there. I think we'll see that storyline develop more, where Definitely. especially if she's maybe wanting to have kids and, and he's not at that point, a decision will need to be made. And then I think that'll come up in Maggie's face, or not Maggie, in Amanda's face of, do you want to be with me or not? Yeah. We'll see what happens from there. I mean, he said that he's growing up and he's going to start thinking about the future now, so maybe maybe he'll start thinking about future things. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. We would right? love to see. And we'd always want to see what you guys think along the way with us. So, Taylor, and we've got a very special message for everyone. Yeah, before we move on to our next topic, we just want to say thank you guys so much for letting us be the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue to grow, we could really use your help. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching us there and hop in the chat and comment. We just want to see your guys' thoughts. I love reading what you have to say, especially if you have insider renaissance fair knowledge. I always think that's a lot of fun. If you're on iTunes listening, give us a five-star rating and, you know, get involved in the conversation there, too. You can definitely leave comments there. Just being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to all of us, and we just really appreciate you guys supporting us. Keep watching. Tell your friends. And, yeah, thank you so much. Tell your friends, guys. Speaking Please. of our next topic, we have to talk about how they were trying to raise money for the fair, and Queen Maggie is not happy about this idea. Like you were saying before, she really wants to stick to the way things were. She feels that these are her morals, and she really needs to stand up for what she believes in. But on the downside, with her doing that, she's also essentially letting down everyone else because whether you like it or not, it's what it's you can't fight it, you gotta join it type thing. So the way that the other Renaissance fairs are making money, they kind of need to step up and we see that working. We see them raising money. So does Maggie have to come around or she's out? Is American Princess stepping in sooner than we thought? Because we're only mid season, so I do believe Maggie is gonna have Especially with where she left in the ending episode of her wrath, I think we're going to see some uh, girl fights go down here. It keeps leading to the girl fight, to Maggie and Amanda. I feel like their feud. It gets softer, and then something else happens like this, and it's like one step forward, two steps back with their relationship. Mm -hmm. But it is a good question that you're asking, and I don't really know what my answer would be, but it's like Maggie is standing firm for her values. And but at some some point they've done it the same way and everybody else wants some change. So it's like a fine line between what are her values and then adapting and, you know, moving forward with change. In this case, it's like she's experiencing like the zip line and everything. So she, I think she's experiencing some good change and that's gonna help her to adapt. But it is hard. Like, there has to be compromise with the fair. But, you know, if you want more people and a variation to come, you have to do that. But she wants to stay historically true, I think, and accurate. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think that she really trusts anyone else other than Brian enough to sort of let them in. And I feel like once she does sort of do that and opens up more because we see a couple of like the cracks in her armor I guess in this episode with like her hysterectomy party like which is I mean I like that she was like celebrating it and it seemed like she was okay but I mean she did have cancer so I mean that's kind of yeah that was a big character development we didn't know that before exactly and I think that that has probably affected her more than she lets on and so I, I hope that we see her sort of opening up to like the other people at the fair and especially Amanda because I just I can't see like one of them leaving I feel like they're gonna end up like 
ruling this place together, sort of. Because I don't think Maggie's just going to, like, let it go that easily. But I don't think Amanda is either. So I can see them sort of teaming up and sort of, you know, making each other appreciate what, you know, the other appreciates and likes about the about the fair. I would I, like to see that, especially in today's day and age of, like, women, let's support women. I would yeah. love to see them come together. And Kelsey, I agree with what you said, where it feels like one step forward, two steps back, because you're like, this is it. They're going to make up. Like, when she went to her in this episode, going to her playing in the little ball. What are those so things funny. called? That was the best, and I love that. They set up her trying to have a serious conversation in the middle of a funny scene like that. But I fully thought they were going to make up in that episode, and we see the queen still sticking to what she to her ways and it's not going to be an easy fight but I, I do hope that they come together I also think there's a pride thing where when they did the vote I don't think Maggie was expecting people to vote against her I thought she was going to clearly have it in the bag or she thought she was going to have that so I think a part of her stepping down she is queen she's used to people bowing at her feet and getting everything she pretty much wants for the past years, I'm not even sure how long the fair like had been going 10 on. 10 or 11 years or something? Yeah, yeah. she said that she was Elect- there since the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. So I can imagine that would be hard just to, I mean, you see some young, cute girl walking in trying to make change. I can imagine that, that might rub her the wrong way. Yeah. Well, and I think it addresses a good current topic of Ren Fairs, too, where um, they want to stay true to the period and true to the Renaissance, but then there are different Renaissance that do fun attractions or other things that aren't necessarily in the period, I think. And so it depends on what you want to experience at the Renaissance Fair and what your go- what your intentions are and why you go there. If it's for, you know, the accuracy, then you would be upset about it. But if you're there just to have a good time and you don't, you want to learn some, but you also want to just have a good experience, then I think it would be fun, you know, to just have some of those other things like activities or events or things like that to go experience and I feel like there are some um, people who like to go to rent fairs that might have an opinion on that so that would be good to hear about what you guys think Mm -hmm. if you think it should stay um, with the period or if you like the changes that you know would pizzazz spice up the fair you know every time and the spice girls were there great segue (laughs) I, I think the proof really is in the money because when they did research on other renaissance fairs they found oh look these people are making a lot more money we need money and especially when it comes to serious issues like getting money for their medicine and not being able to eat these are these people's lives this is not just a show for them this is how they are making a living so i do think they're gonna have to come in terms with the proof is right there that this is what works. And then we saw by the end of the episode that Amanda's way was working. And then, Taylor, you made a great point, which I really should have seen coming before, but this is when we really finally see Amanda step into that American princess role. So is that what we think we're going to see her? I think she's going to gain a lot more respect from everyone in the fair because she ultimately led it to make more money, and that was the goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really excited about these episodes because it is right in the title. I'm like, there's going to come right a there. point where yeah. she has to like take this ownership and become the American princess, even if she's not queen yet, like step into that more like ruling role. And so that's why I was really excited to watch these episodes because I feel like we finally sort of got to that point that we've been building up to for so long and her sort of finding her footing and like understanding it enough to like put her opinions in and really sort of change things for 
the better question mark? (laughs) We also have to talk about taking a little bit of a sad turn with our relationship between Brian and Juan. I was really, especially we saw Juan really open up with, he was this like shy standoffish guy or really didn't seem interested at all. And now he's like, babe, let's do this and that. And he's so social and he's coming around all the time. I feel like we're seeing a completely different side to him. Yet, we have a little bit of an issue in these last two episodes with Brian revealing that he doesn't like PDA. We're seeing him make some kind of rude comments, and I think we're seeing the difference between Brian's maybe upscale personality versus Juan and the way he lives his life, and then ultimately leading to the date night in the comedy show where he embarrasses Brian. And Taylor, I know you said that you think there's maybe a deeper reason of why he doesn't want to show PDA. I am wondering if they are going to go that route, just because, like, I feel like internalized homophobia is definitely a, like, huge thing that people deal with that isn't really shown very much in sort of media. And I feel like this show shows a lot of, like... So you think it is homophobic-related? I I wonder if it is, and he just, like, is not completely comfortable with himself yet. I don't know. Maybe not, but I feel like that's, like, a common thing that a lot of people face, right? Like, not, like, even years after they come out of the closet, like, especially if they have grown up in an environment that's not, like, the most supportive. Any sort of judgment. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that does play a little part of it, because, I mean, he did mention he's, like, he, like, shut himself off a little bit. I know that that was, like, part of what he said in this episode, so I'm wondering if maybe he didn't even realize it, and that was sort of what was, you know, helping cause that. I don't know. That was my theory, though. (laughs) I I like that theory. I just want to, on a different note, talk about Juan um, and doing the comedy show. So Brian opens up and kind of says on like puts it on the table that he does not want to hold hands or PDA at all and then for him to make a funny bit about it in a stand up is just so hurtful like i it did bring a little bit of change i think to Brian further down in the episode but it was like a realization where he was called out so he was able to notice like what he's doing but at the same time it was a very hurtful thing to go through and experience just when you've confided in somebody about you know your how comfortable you are about something and for them to kind of not respect that was especially on a first to, date <laughs> was really hard to watch so i would i would be mortified if somebody I've got to ask you, Kelsey, because I know you are in a very serious relationship. Did you guys ever have the issue with one person being more comfortable with PDA than the other? Um, I mean, not this issue. We don't really have this issue. Neither of us are like super PDA. Like we don't. You won't find us making out anywhere in the corner or anything like that. We do hold hands in public, so that's super cute. Um, <laughs> what but- would you guys do if one partner was like, I want to be all over you in public? But Because I personally am somewhere in the middle where I'm like, yeah, yeah you want to kiss here and there, it's fine. But I really don't want to see like you going to town in a public place either. So I, I would be I don't like know. so uncomfortable. That if is like was, a conversation that would yeah, need to be had. If they were more affectionate, I think, than I was, it would be like, oh, okay, well, maybe not. You know, I, I would just like, <laughs> I'm super awkward if it's if I'm like uncomfortable, or whatever. But I mean, I haven't run into this issue. I don't 
with him with my fiance um but i mean there are things we have had we've dated for a long time so it has both of us have had to like grow to the place where we are now for us to be ready to make a lifelong commitment for each other um because Feeling it is single long- over here. I'm, I'm, but it is you have a lot yeah. of compromises in a relationship in and um yeah and so if there's like you have to give and take of course so that would be super awkward to go through i'm just i haven't been mortified in public by him and then then he gets mortified again when we do see brian deciding like okay you know maybe i am wrong i'm gonna show a little pda and then he walks up to find juan flirting and touching these guys butts and i know that was so hurtful for him so what do we think is gonna happen now i hope that they both kind of come around to each other because I feel like Juan does sort of owe him an apology too just because of the way he handled it. I don't think it was very respectful but I think that, you know, Brian should have been more open and at least like heard his side and like why it's like sort of important to him so I hope they sort of find their way back to each other and can reconcile it because I mean, yes, it's like an important part of the relationship but I mean... You this can is, get past it, I think. This is what I wonder as far as putting on the costume. Do we think Juan's going to say, oh, I was just in character. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, that'd be interesting. But how, what can his character do versus what's okay in the relationship? Right, because he's like creating he'd be the flirting, character. But like touching the butts and stuff. and Taking it a little far. Yeah. Well, and you're creating that character yourself. So Right, he's in control. It, yes, he's in control to change that and make it, you know, not touching other people's butts. <laughs> Don't touch other Valid. people's butt. <laughs> he has the control to do that or to not do that. That's the thing. Well, thank you guys for your input. I know we could talk about so many other things, but because of time, we do need to move on to our special segment. So I thought this was really cool that Georgia Ann Flood, she's the one who plays Amanda, she's not only an actress, and I know we see music and acting crossover a lot, but she works on music. She shared on her Instagram. I don't know if we have a pic that we can throw up or not for you guys, but it is on Georgia Ann Flood's Instagram. It's her username. There we are right there. And basically, this is just a little teaser that she is coming soon, says the caption with new music. So I wonder if we're going to see her character maybe, because the Renaissance Fair has music and it's fun. So that led me to think that maybe we could see her character maybe make money with music for the fair, maybe add entertainment. Do we think that's possible at all? American Idol Princess? Oh my Love that. Love that. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. And what what kind of music do you think she would make? I don't know, but now I'm gonna listen to it after this because I'm curious. I feel like it's gonna. I know I haven't heard it yet, but I feel like it's gonna be folky style. I was just gonna say if it was if she had any kind of inspiration from doing this show, she could make it very folksy and yeah, that was it. I agree. And you know what I just thought of is. The group does drink a lot, so I wonder how much of their funding goes into alcohol, because it's not even just them serving, but it's them just consuming at their campfires, things like that, so. Perhaps a lot. (laughs) Yeah. That could be taken away from their funds. Hopefully the money issue will be okay now if they continue doing it this way, but we'll obviously keep seeing everything happen with the queen, although lots of things could happen, but I know, Kelsey, you have some news. 
Um, I have a medieval moment for you. Medieval moment. Medieval moment, yes. Um, that was a good news piece from you. And let me just enlighten you a little bit on the early ages of the Renaissance Fair. So here's a little info from how we got the Renaissance Fair here in SoCal. Um, so in 1963, let's jump on back in our time machine, um, an L.A. school teacher, Phyllis Patterson, held a small Renaissance Fair in her backyard as a class activity and that spurred her to open a renaissance pleasure fair which is just the renaissance fair as a one weekend fundraiser for the radio station kpfk Um, that was in may of 1963 and this drew in about 8,000 people and that kind of um started this spring market fair as they themed it um, and became a tradition and that is known as one of the first renaissance festivals here in southern california that's so eight thousand people that's a pretty good turnout that is but i it's so fun to see that a school teacher um is kind of the one that started this of course it would be you know creative bring the class out to put on their own little fair um, so and what a really great fun. way to teach people with also having fun at the same time. So it doesn't you don't have to just be in a classroom looking at books, but you can be a part of it. And I yeah. think that's the best way to learn what it was like. We had something so we had something called like Heritage Fair when I was like in seventh or eighth grade, and we would like dress up. I don't remember even what period it was. I think it was like the pioneers. We would like make candles and like dress Aww. up in different costumes. So I, I kind of had my own weird renaissance fair that I just remembered in high school. <laughs> that is really cool, That's though. Fun. I'm trying to think if I did anything like that. We had good food. That was the great part. It was like, great. Like, That's what you mean. That's what you go to the yeah. events for, right? It's like, so what's the food like? <laughs> we had a Ren fair um, in one of the cities north of my small town. And in high school and college, sometimes we would like go to the Ren fair and play around do medieval times that sort of stuff <laughs> as you should but i just remember again Huzzah. like the food and some of the shows were good and just walking around and seeing everybody um selling different things like you know baskets or cups mugs those sorts of trinkets i think were really cool to get to experience That's seeing so maggie in this episode holding the turkey leg became a goal i didn't know i had where i just need to <laughs> experience that feeling of walking around eating a turkey leg in one hand like this and i think i've made it once that happens i agree so i'd I, like I, to create that i would be like probably like amanda's friends like doing it for the gram too because like what a great picture you just like <laughs> confidently holding a turkey leg. you know what's crazy stills confidence like some good turkey back in the day when i went to the Rin fair there was no instagram like i was not there was no instagram Wait, or twitter why isn't that weird <laughs> to think about like we were not posting any that's why i can't remember all the things it's because i can't go back in my feed and this weird i do know <laughs> that instagram has its downfalls of being glued to your phone too much but honestly when i have kids one day i like that i can show them a lot about my life i know it's a weird thought but sometimes i wish i could see more pictures and videos of my parents as they were in yeah. this age because we never knew them before us you know so i'd like to just you get to know what people are like based on their feed and the the videos they make so i think we at least have more content to pass you're gonna be able to show your grandkids like all your videos and everything that That is cool though yeah it's weird but i also love that we can and then you show them back in the day (laughs) 
<laughs> and they're like, you guys are weird. What were you wearing? <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> the Ren Fair. They're like, why is it so pixelated? But of course, we had two episodes that we went through, and it leaves us with what do we think is going to happen next? What are our AfterBuzz predictions? Hmm. I was waiting for the music. Me too. <laughs> I was like, it's time to think. After, I think because you did AfterBuzz. I was like, I was finally ready for it, and then it happened. Because I always forget about it. But what do we think is going to happen next? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I definitely think that all is not going to be just, you know, perfectly well for Amanda. I think that she's still going to continue to struggle with her sort of old life. And especially with Brett, just because I don't think that door is completely closed. But I think that she's going to have to sort of make a choice and kind of have an ultimatum between um, him and David, which I'm excited about. To team David. I'm team David as well. I think I, I think everyone at the table is team David. I, I would be team David. I'm not team Brett. Okay. That's my God. <laughs> I was like, uh, you're kicked off. Okay. I, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and I really hope that we see more of Erica because I really liked her, you know, coming to the fair and like oh, the Aaron? sisterly. The sister? Aaron, yeah. yeah, sorry. Ooh. I was like, oh, you're good. Erica? <laughs> Erica, no, Aaron, so sorry. Yes, thank you. Because I like their sister relationship a lot, and I think that it's nice to have, obviously, her, like, Ren family is, like, her chosen family, but I think it'd be nice to have, you know, her sister there, especially because they both understand what it's like to live with her crazy mother. Yeah, it's that sister dynamic, but you can tell the love is there at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I hope that continues building. What do you think, Kelsey? Okay, I am going to piggyback off of you a little bit. So I really like the Aaron sisterly bond um, situation that's going on there. I do think that she's fine. I know she came here because her husband... Um, she found her husband cheating on her and she let off some steam at the Ren Fair and then I think she's back home and she says she's fine. I think that she is fine for now and hopefully that just opened the door um, opened the door for her to come back to the Ren Fair. I think with Maggie I'm just going to say what we've talked about earlier today, tonight is that they will have a relationship, Maggie and Amanda. They will be friends but then there is going to be kind of like that cat fight that happens. It's going to continue to be one step forward, two steps back. But hopefully um, we see them make amends and kind of be a power team together. That's what I'm wanting to see. I'll leave it at that. I would agree with that, but I think in the ending episode where they show the storms coming in, that definitely symbolized a storm is coming. It's going to be a bumpy ride before we get to the smoothness, but I think it'll be really fun for us to watch at the same time, especially with the the banter and their lines back and forth. Maggie's sassy. Obviously, we talked to her. We know that she's a really dynamic character, so I'm excited to see where this goes. And I also think after raising money, Amanda did probably gain respect, so I think we're going to see her role go on even more and then in her personal life i think aaron is going to be on her side and like i was saying before maybe really help defend her against her mom and maybe her mom will come around we'll see what happens but that does wrap it up for this episode we covered five and six leave comments below let us know what you thought of everything and what you think is going to happen next i am Haley J. you can find me on twitter and instagram at hey jayj underscore and I'm Kelsey Hightower, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at at Kels Hightower. You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne, and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Huzzah! 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 <laughs>
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.